0: Welcome to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you
1: by Ranger Boats. Still building legends, one at a time.
0: Now here's your host, Chris Brown.
2: Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, of course, shocked to life by Relyon Lithium Batteries, tailor-made lithium, giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online, RelyonBattery.com. Make sure you use code Channel for 10% off your next purchase and free shipping. I'm Chris Brown, along with Social Media Ninja, Mr. David Zhang. Back from the TNPFL and the the title. I almost call it the classic, David, but it's not. It's the title. <laughs> and of course, English Channel Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover. Back from Arkansas, taking the daughter to school, freshman year in college. How did that go down, KG? Everything good? Everybody okay now? You know, you
0: know, I, I hate missing the podcast. I miss you guys, but you know, some things in life just happen. You know, only once. Yeah. And I, obviously, and I, you know, I know you got, you two guys feel the same way, but you know, to all of us, our family comes first. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. Uh, daughter going to Arkansas for college. Uh, first time she's been away from home for an extended period of time. So obviously we're a little nervous about that. <laughs> um, but we, we like where she's going. Um, her roommate's uh, a really good fit. So far, it seems so. Uh, every, everything went well. Um, I had the pleasure of moving in during the rain, but well, you know, it's it's just you know, as a dad, it's just one of the sacrifices you make for your daughter.
2: You get you get two choices this time of year in the south. You're either going to sweat to death or you're going to get soaking wet. One of the two from rain. So,
0: well, you know, later in the day, I got to thinking, you know, maybe the rain was saving me because I could tell I was sweating, but no one knew the difference between. <laughs> you know rain soap <laughs> or sweat soap so everybody just assumed that it was the rain
2: yeah yeah i figured it may have been you know your your tears dropping off your little girl to college and <laughs> the rain masked that a little bit so
0: no no I, I had to had to kind of stay strong for my wife she <laughs> she she held it together until it was time to leave well
2: good well good we're well, glad she's uh off to college and glad everybody is uh, is doing better david you uh spent the weekend on the road for us Mm-hmm. T PFL on Winnebago and then the pro circuit title over in lacrosse. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about both of those.
3: Um, well, I guess, uh, Saturday went to Oshkosh and checked it out. you know, thanks, thanks to, uh, Paul Benson and Brad Fuller. Uh, those these are these little two guys I talked to when I was up there, but, um, yeah, they, I guess they rolled the red carpet for me for a little old me, the cool. guy that uh, you know. Paul picked me up in the uh, little golf cart from where I parked and took me to where <laughs> <laughs> the weigh-in was. So um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, again, I don't, I've never really fished Winnebago, so just to see what how those guys did stuff out there and the weights that they caught, um, that was pretty cool. Um, uh, got to get some details about some slight details cause they haven't really announced anything yet, but, um, but they seem pretty excited about their championship event besides Grand Lake, which is coming up too, but their championship event later this year and for uh, 2022 as well. So um I mean, I think they, they had a pretty good year so far, but yeah, it looks like, you know, they're really looking forward to what 22, 2022, 2022 brings to them. Sure. For them.
2: Any idea when they're going to announce our schedule that I decided yet? Mm,
3: nope, not yet, but uh I, you know, I, I did drop a business card to, hey, you know, shoot me the information. I'll make sure we get it up for you guys. So.
2: Let us know. We'll be uh, happy to help. And so, and then you went over on Sunday to lacrosse for the championship mm-hmm. day of used to be the cup. Now it's the title. Don't get me started.
3: We'll go from there. <laughs> uh, that is like, you, well, since you kind of hinted there, I did find it kind of weird that there was references to, um, it being with that event being what was the Forestwood Cup, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a bit different. Uh, I mean, I've never been to a cup the year that I really wanted to go was a year that uh, the last year that uh, Brian threw a but I, I didn't get a chance to make that work out. But um, but you know, I know that's more of an arena weigh in, whereas this one was in the uh, um, parking lot of the uh, of the the ramp there so mm-hmm. kind of like abt type you know where um that a few little uh activations and stuff like that there but um but yeah i mean it's I don't know. it's for me it's nice because it's just another big event coming to wisconsin sure i mean it's the second time that what i guess you could say mlf has been there when were they were there last year they've been I mean, lacrosse has been pretty friendly to them but um yeah but yeah i mean I saw some uh, some of your your guys' people up, <laughs> up there. Yeah, I sent you guys that text and stuff like that. But
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate <laughs> that a lot. Just just because one of them lives within an hour of me does not make him my people. And just because the other one used to be a pro-staffer for me does not make his sorry ass one of my people either. <laughs> but we'll leave it at that. So we will leave it at that. Um, been kind of a crazy week here. Finally getting over some oral surgery. And uh, starting to feel back like myself uh, out of the brain fog and um, off the Norco, which was really good stuff, but it's, it really messed me up for a little while. So finally uh, getting halfway back to normal, which is good. Um, kind of had a rough weekend uh, in the bass fishing world. Uh, Lonnie Stanley passed away. And I know I met Lonnie once uh, at ICAST a long, long time ago, but ever done a jig or done any of that stuff you know Lonnie was a big part of getting jig started and um 76 years old i uh, been dealing with uh stage four prostate cancer so five-time classic qualifier competing in more than 100 Bassmaster tournaments um and uh I mean he's won a couple he's done a lot of different stuff and um, really good guy, really great guy, and uh, he's going to be a miss in the fishing world. If you're down around Rayburn or just a big Stanley Jigs fan, um, make sure you get signed up for the Outlaw Outdoors. Um, what's it called? I had it printed out. It's the uh, a tournament for Lonnie, um, honor and Lonnie, and uh, I think it's September. I just had it. Where did it go?
3: September f- fourth or the fifth?
2: Fifth, it's the
3: fifth
2: Yeah. at Castle Boykins down there and um, so those guys are going to put on a, a tournament in his honor and his memory so uh, make sure you get signed up for that, that's going to be a good deal uh, appreciate those guys doing that but yeah, lost a legend there for sure They're, uh, we're starting to lose them one by one slowly and surely KG Well
0: you know it really got me thinking because um, you know Mark Pack wasn't too long ago either but Right. Some of these guys that were really, you know, really changed the the, the landscape of, of bait building and the baits that we used to fish, you know, back in the seventies and eighties and the nineties, it almost seems like we don't have that anymore. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, where the new stuff comes from is completely different than what it used to be. It used to be kind of a, we start regional and kind of grow from there. And, and now it just it, it seems completely different, but I, you know some of these guys and in, in the the ingenuity they had and, and the way they would come up with things and I just I, I'm afraid that we might be kind of headed towards a time that that we don't see that as much anymore and it's it's kind of a shame actually.
2: No, I agree. I agree 100 percent with you because you know when I know when I was at Strike King, you did we we saw stuff that was working regionally or a guy that created this created that and then you saw it and grow and do this and become into that and then. You know, guys would, you know, it's kind of like TH Marine. You know, they're going out and buying a bunch of small companies to increase their deal in the marine world. But you saw that a lot at the time, guys creating their own stuff and then little bait companies would pick them up and then it would just grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger from there. And now, I mean, it's, you know – a lot of its pro staff related, which is good, which we all know that's that's a big thing. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you miss the the stuff. I mean, I've been in the room when Denny Brower walked in with an ID, or Hackney walked in with an ID, and say, "Hey, can we build this?" and stuff they've been tinkering with. You know, Menendez tinkering on things and stuff like that. So it's definitely been um, it's it's definitely changing the landscape for sure. So
0: seems to be a little too much copycat going on these days. Well, just 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 my opinion.
2: Well, it has. It is. It is. And um, you're right. Every year I walk around ICAST going, how many different ways can you try to change a spinnerbait? And um, it's not very many. So not very many at all. But Lonnie, you'll be missed. So please say a prayer for uh, his family and grandson and, and all those that are involved, the folks that, that work with him and everything, please say a prayer for them. That'll be uh, much appreciated. All right, next week, episode 200. Can't believe we've been doing this for 200 weeks. Two hundred uh, Episode 200 coming up. Going to do an open mic night. I've already got three or four lined up. Could still use one or two more. So if you're thinking about, you want to call in and, and just talk about Things in bass fishing, or one of the topics that we're going to discuss is how do you qualify a pro as a pro, KG? Um, Check us out, 256-535-3217. It'll be Tuesday evening. Uh, We'll call you up. We'll get you either on the Zoom machine or we'll get you in on the phone line, whatever you want to do. But I got to know so I can slot you in and we can get our times down. 256-535-3217, the Exxon hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Let us know you're going to be part of Open Mic Night on episode 200. We would love to have you. Uh, We have a great show coming up for you tonight. Um, Jimmy Washam, your title champ, is going to join us. I talked to him earlier today, and uh, he's actually going to be on patrol. He's uh, a deputy sheriff. He's going to be working tonight as we talked to him. So he said, hey, if the radio goes off, I may have to answer it. I said, but you you do what you got to do. <laughs> I mean, he's only one two hundred and five thousand in the last four days, so I don't, you know, I figured he might take a couple of days off, but um, apparently he's out of vacation time. So, but he's going to be uh, calling in from his patrol car. I believe we're going to have him on the phone here in just a little bit and uh, do that. Then, what's we'll up into some sources warehouse bass wrap up for the evening, and then do some news and those brought to you by Hummingbird. Um, I've got a few things to talk about. You guys already know what they are. Probably won't dig deep into it, but it started out on a napkin, and now it's evolved into a bunch of other pieces of paper, so um, and post-it notes, and whatever. So we'll uh, we'll look at that. But take a quick little break. we come back, we'll welcome in the champ, your title champ. Can you wash them right here? The Anger's champ, inside Jason what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing hmm, Chris um, let me see probably stranded out in the middle of the lake that's right you know that's everybody's biggest fear Jason not being able to get back to the ramp especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments but one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me and that's switching to lithium batteries and not just any lithium batteries but rely on lithium batteries oh
0: Chris how do
2: you like those Jason they're great let me tell you they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late day voltage sags. Plus they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid and they're practically maintenance free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead so of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Angler's channel and use our special promo code Angler's channel for 10% off your purchase. Now I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today.
1: With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its Best.
3: Still building legends one at a time. At
1: Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go. To make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro Access. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly.
2: Welcome back folks, Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, and they're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Find out why Kenneth loves to look at his phone while he's in his boat, in the house, making sure his batteries are charged. Check him out, dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in, boys, the man, the myth, the legend, your title champ, Mr. Jimmy Washington. Brother, that's got to feel good. I know you've been getting a lot of media requests, but that's got to feel good to hear out loud.
1: Yes, sir. It absolutely does. It's, it's just now starting to sink in. Uh, you know, we're going on about uh, two days removed from it, and, and I'm finally starting to realize that I am the 2021 title champ. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it, it's been surreal for sure, but so thankful for it. And thank you all for the opportunity to be here.
2: Absolutely. So I talked to you earlier today, and you're like, look, you know, I'm, I'm going back to work tonight. Something might happen. And so you're a deputy sheriff sergeant, and so you couldn't just take another day off. You, you know, you just won two hundred grand. You've been fishing for you know six, seven days, but you're back in the patrol car working, ain't you?
1: Yes, sir. I absolutely, am. I. I had taken a lot of days off, uh, you know, to, to be in lacrosse <laughs> all week. So, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people have helped. Worked hard.
2: So, title champion. Two hundred five thousand jumped your career earnings to four hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars. I mean, I know Mama's already got plans for that for some of that money, at least, right?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's you know, it's a blessing, but, but that that kind of money in in the professional fishing world is or, or in anything in life is temporary. But um, you know, yeah, we definitely are going to be reserved about it and make sure that we. I do the best thing for, you know, long-term benefit for my family. But uh, the main thing that we're proud of is that belt. That's uh, yeah, yeah. crazy how uh, how how much that means to I me mean, just to hold it in my hand and know that there's, you know, the, the elite group of anglers that I joined uh, by getting to take that thing home. Well,
2: you know what's crazy about that deal is, is you know, nobody's ever won that tournament twice. So, I mean, that that is a – I mean, you say elite field. It's an elite field for sure. And, um, uh,
1: you Absolutely. Know. and it's, it's really cool to know that currently right now, I'm the only person on earth that has the ability to win it twice. Yes. Yeah,
2: you are. And that's, that's one of the coolest deals. And you've already punched your ticket for next year. So, I mean, dude, you can just swing for the fences next year, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, that's, that's what you do anytime you're in a championship like that is, it, it, you know. Everybody says it, and it gets it becomes cliche, I guess, in a way. But that's you're not fishing for points. You you try to manage your your style of fishing and how you approach the the event to win it. Sure. Because you don't you don't care if you slip a little and finish last. It doesn't matter. So right. first place is all that matters in that event.
2: You're gonna get you're gonna get ten grand no matter what happens, one way or another in this tournament. So you know might as well might as well go all out and try to win. Nobody remembers second place. They always remember the guy that won.
1: Right. That's right. That's right. I've 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 been that second place guy too, so I know that feeling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you've had a pretty decent year. I mean, you won the Toyota series on Gunnersville. Um, of course won the title, but I mean, you know, twenty first in points this season, uh, had some pretty decent finishes. I'm not gonna ask you what happened at Saint Lawrence River, but I mean had some pretty good uh pretty good finishes this year. Overall, even despite the title, you've had a pretty good season.
1: I've had a great season. I mean I, I can't even Again to explain how blessed i've been this year I, between the toyota series and the pro circuit yeah. uh, i've got paid in every event except st lawrence when you brought that up i'll go ahead and hit on it real quick sure I, I have not had the time to invest in northern smallmouth because i'm a working man that that does not get to go to pre-practice i don't get to drive up north and you know spend a few days on a lake before our two-day practice window opens so I basically am a lost little puppy up there, and I'm trying to learn it as I go. And um, I just happened to totally miss the boat at St. Lawrence until uh, the second day of the event. And, you know, still really didn't dial it in. But had, had I finished 72nd in that event, which is, you know, middle of the road, instead of 117th, I would have finished ninth in points this year and would have qualified for the Bass Pro Tour, which was one of my goals. But um, – I'm thankful it worked it out the way it did because to end the season on a, on a low note like that, I think it really set a fire back in me that uh, maybe had waned a little bit with all the success I've had this year. And it definitely contributed to me going into lacrosse with a, a new fire burning and, and, you know, an, an eager drive to win. Sure.
2: Sure. Well, looking at the fact that you had 13 BPT guys in the title field and five of the top ten on the final day were BPT guys. They should just give you the invite anyway, don't you think?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I'm not one to, to get stuff that I didn't earn. Uh yeah, it's just the way my dad raised me, but um but yeah, it, you're right. I mean it's 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 humbling to know that I you know, I've I've held my own and competed not just in one event where I Uh, you know, had some fortune play in to find the winning bag of fish on a place. But to know that I've held in there all year and competed and, 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 you know, somewhat excelled in a field of, of really, really great anglers.
2: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Your finishes were getting better until you got to St. Lawrence, which I mean, that's just part of it for, for working guys that work all week and fish all weekend. I mean, that's, that's just one of those things. Um, Talk a little bit about real quick, the format. I mean, you're used to a four day format and then you go to the title, and and they're going to take you into a BPT ish type format. And as far as far as days go, did the the day off uh, you were what in group A? So uh, did the day off after your first day? Did that affect you at all, or did or did you like it?
1: I liked it. The reason for that, and I, you know, I actually liked the the fact in the in the regular season on the pro circuit, we went to two days of practice this year, right, uh, rather than three. From last year, and the format for the title championship this year benefited me in the same way that two days of practice did in the regular season. And what it caused me to do is fish open-minded, one hundred percent of the time. It I was not able to dial anything in. You just don't have time to dial anything in. And then, especially when you fish an event uh, one day and then you you're off the next day, you you can pretty well put what happened yesterday out of your mind and know that tomorrow will be different. And that's exactly the way that this event was for me. It it was four days of fishing over the course of starting on Tuesday and ending on Sunday. And uh, I mean, anyone knows that there's almost never an event where things would be consistent and and even remotely the same in that course of time. So it, it really helped me go into each day with a, with a blank slate, an open mind and to be adaptable and to adjust early, you know, to, to what the fish were telling me instead of, you know, having to press something for half a day before I, uh, you know, gave uh, an opportunity to, to make the right adjustment.
2: Right. Right. So day one, you are in ninth with 1109, day two of group A, you were in fifth with 1308. So 2501 got you into the knockout round. And then, uh, knockout round, you finished third at 14 15. So you were dialing stuff in, it seems like, because your weights were getting better every day.
1: They were, they were. And I, I, I'm not going to say that I necessarily um, was, was super conscious about preserving things because I never, I didn't have a, a place that I felt like I could just totally leave it until the knockout round, the afternoon of the knockout round. Um, so that, that was good that I found uh, a congregation of fish that, that I felt like I could win the event on right before the championship day started. So it would have been hard to manage that all week, but I, I was adapting up in the black river and, uh, each day I was, I felt like I was dialing it in quicker to how the fish had changed and, uh, was, was able to the pinpoint and, and be efficient with how I needed to get those a little bit better than quality bites, you know, the two and a half, two and three quarter pound fish with an occasional three. And, um, that's, that's why you saw my weights go up. And then on the knockout round that afternoon, I, uh, the black river had kind of dried up for me. And I had eight and a half pounds and I bailed out on it. I said, I'm not going to win up here. And I, I don't want to make an 11 hour drive home wondering why in the world I stayed up here and, and died on knockout round day. Right. So at 1130, I left and, and just, uh, went fishing on some stuff that, that I'd found in practice and just so happened, uh, really by, you know, there was, there was definitely some fortune involved. I I happened to let my prop wash from my trolling motor wash up on this, the place that I found the winning fish and it spooked some big shad and I saw a big boil behind one of them. And I fished my way into the backwater on the way out. I threw a spook across that, uh, that closing dam and, and caught a five and a four and a quarter and forecast so i went from eight and a half pounds to 14 and a half i saw more fish come up to the top water and knew there was a mega bag there so um from that point i left it and, and had that to go back to on championship day
2: well seventeen fifteen on championship day to to win the title um how did you sleep the night before the championship day
1: great uh <laughs> I, I literally could not have been more calm um, was so relaxed, was so excited. I mean, I just, I just had this feeling of um, just, uh, happiness is the best way I can explain it in, inside of me because I, I was so confident that, uh, that it was going to be a good day. You know, by no means did I say, oh, I got this wrapped up. I knew the, the uh, competition I was up against, but I, I was so thankful and happy that I had the opportunity to go into championship Sunday and the title. With what I genuinely felt like when I left the place that afternoon of the knockout round, I genuinely felt like I had the winning bag on it.
0: Okay. KG? Jimmy, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with a statement you made a little earlier that that maybe maybe the performance you didn't like at St. Lawrence set a fire. I wanna take you back yes, to sir. the begin, to the beginning of the season. You started the season at Okeechobee with the pro circuit. And then right after you, that, you immediately went to Gunnersville for the Toyota Series. Um, yes, sir. <clears throat> you were there, weren't you, Kenneth? I, I, I was. <laughs> now, I, I, if I remember right, something happened to you bef- right before the season started. I think you were expecting maybe a, a sponsor to come through or whatever in last minute. It, it fell through, didn't come through. But yes, I, sir. Yes, sir. I, can, can you kind of explain to us what your mindset was with those two tournaments back to back? And I know you showed up at gunnersville with like practically no practice time and you won that tournament. Um, tell me how that kind of jump started your year. Cause it, that had to kind of, kind of be what, what got you through the year. You, you had such success early on.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. it, it 100% was, was God's plan as the way I see that, but really it's an amazing story. I, I, was getting ready to, to hit the road for Okeechobee, open the pro circuit season off and, and had been really pushing hard to get my title sponsor from the year before, which was great. I was blessed to have them. I was trying to get them to commit. We had the boat wrapped. Everything was ready to go. Um, jerseys ready to roll. I mean, just all I needed was the, the commitment from them, which they had been working hard to get, um, and it comes down to the time where it's literally time for me to crank the truck and leave. And I just had to tell them, you know, without a commitment, it's uh, I can't go and, and represent you without, without some, you know, some commitment there. So that they, they weren't able to do that. So, um, you know, our, our partnership ended at that moment, unfortunately. And I, and I literally had like two days before the event, I had to pull off a perfectly good boat wrap, explain that to the tournament director, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of logistics there but the main thing is the burden that i felt of of something that i had planned on having some support financially through the tournament season and it, it's so expensive to fish at that level um you know just the travel alone and all the expense so i had that burden on my heart and uh, i go to the to, to the pro circuit event at lake okeechobee and i had a great first day a, a less than great second day and i missed the cut by one or two ounces uh, to keep me from making day three and fishing, I, I finished 53rd. So I leave straight from there the next morning, drive to Gunner'sville where it's 15 degrees. I drive from 85 degree Florida sunshine to, to frigid cold temperatures. I get, uh, about a day and a half of practice there at Gunnersville and just happen to find the, you know, these these little bitty clues that, that led me to the right direction. I end up winning that event. Uh, so the financial burden is gone, and then the most amazing thing about it is I gained two partners from from that win that put me in a position that I was better with my partnership support than I was before. So, uh, a, really, a, you know, just an incredible story. The way that happened, I couldn't believe that I was the the one that that story was being told on. It was a, an amazing, um, you know, happening. But to say the least, that took the burden off of me, and I could fish comfortably. The entire year, and it no doubt uh, gave me the ability to to just breathe and fish and focus on on uh, being successful in the water.
0: Now, we've been hearing a lot here lately about guys, you know, asking the question, you know, the electronics that we see now—is it kind of ruining the sport? A lot of guys are saying, you know, how do people get in the sport anymore? It costs so much money. You know, to to me, it's it's different for everybody uh I, I don't i mean there's not just one way you know major league sports you know like baseball there's there's a way you get there Your stepping stones to me professional angling it doesn't have that i don't know that it'll ever have it you're kind of your own individual contract you kind of work work your way in yourself now i, I know on the, on the way in stage you said that you just started fishing bfls not too long ago give us an idea of of kind of how you got started and what your plan was and how have you gotten to this point
1: Absolutely, I, I've I've had fish tournaments since I was about 20 years old, but I was fishing them out of a bass tracker uh, for a, a little uh, club in the Memphis area. Great group of guys, but it was it was small scale. But I just love the competition, and I had a couple of friends that had fished the the bass fishing league, and uh, they taught me into to co angling in 2012. I did that up until. Uh, The last event, and then I got hired, Uh, I left Bass Pro Shops as a a lead supervisor in in the hunting department there, and I I went to the sheriff's office where I'm currently employed. Well, anytime you start a new job, or especially a new job that demands so much of you, like law enforcement, I, I had to, I wasn't able to go to the regional in 2012, and I basically put tournament fishing on hold. In 2015, I had kind of established some vacation time and the ability to go back to co-angling. I had a good co-angling year. And I, after 2015, I said, you know, I'm going to keep moving forward as long as I show myself that I can have success at, at, at the next level. And when I have success there, I'll, I'll move forward. If I don't, then, you know, I'll either stay where I'm at or take a step back. So 2016, I decide it's time to get a boat that's big enough to fish the boater. I buy a 20-year-old ranger. 18 foot with old mercury on it. And, uh, that's well taken care of. I was proud of it. And by God's grace, I went to the second BFL that I fished out of the boater side and paid the, paid my, you know, my bet off for that boat and, um, put some money back to help me with, with moving forward. So the next year I move up to the Toyota series, um, had a, a pretty good year there, but I'm still in the old boat and kind of feel like I'm out of my league and, and then I started having mechanical issues like you're going to have out of older equipment that you're really putting to the test. And uh, the second year of the Toyota Series was a big struggle. And I looked at it like there was times that I said, you know, I just can't do this. It's too much money. It's I'm trying, you know, just a, a hardworking guy with a, with a, you know, less than um, favorable paying job and just trying to get by. This is too much for me. And then I, I realized, no, this is a test. And I really feel like there's greener pastures on the other side. So uh, I, I really thought about it, prayed about it. I ended up making an investment with some of the money that I'd earned through the Toyota Series on a newer Ranger. Uh, bought a newer boat. And when I got into that boat, had newer equipment, my confidence skyrocketed. I had a great last event in 2018. In 2019 on the Toyota Series, I finished third and Angler of the Year. Uh, had a top ten. And was just consistent, catching fish, and just really felt confident. And moving into 2020, I get the invite to the pro circuit. There was no way I could turn it down. Once again, I feel like I'm maybe out of my league, you know, financially especially and and, uh, and at the level that I was. And, and then the first event there, I finished 69th at Sam Rayburn, and I walked away from that. I literally walked away after I got my check. I barely squeezed into the check range. I was walking back to the truck and I told myself, you're better than that. I, I didn't make good decisions. I fished nervous, but that right there was the affirmation that you're good enough to be here. You're good enough to fish at this level. And ever since then, I've just totally felt at peace, confident. Um, it, it's been a real blessing how how quickly I transitioned into professional fishing and, and uh, was just comfortable making decisions and, and fishing freely and, uh, you know, just really able to go and, and just go fishing and have fun. And it's been one heck of a ride.
0: Well, you know, I, I think it's important for people to, to hear stories like that. But and, – and really, it it, start, it starts with one thing, though. It starts with ability. You obviously have the ability to be successful. There's a lot of people that try this game that don't really have the ability. But if you have the ability and you work hard and you keep pushing through the, through the down times and you find a way to make it work, you end up making it work and i I think you're proof of that so i I, that's kind of why i brought it up i I think it's a really good story and a lot of people need to hear that
1: yes sir thank you for that i I appreciate it absolutely i i I understand that i've you know with fishing since i was three years old and and i think that uh, you know god blessed me with a talent to catch fish and and it took a lot of hard work to to uh, get to the point where i could actually Utilize that at you know at the level that I have, but it's uh, uh, you know that and hard work put together, you really can't be stopped as long as you don't give up.
0: For sure, and I, and I still think it's the hard work side of a lot of these fishermen that are that are doing this. That, that a lot of people that are just you know watching, looking at standings and looking at the coverage I don't think they really fully understand the hard work that's in between you know, all those live productions and and the articles that are written and things like that. There's so much that goes on, you know, basically every day with a lot of the guys that are, that are trying to be professional fishermen that I think a lot of people just don't understand.
1: Absolutely. And, And I didn't either. It's been an eye opener. I mean, just the, just the business side of it and how you manage partnerships and getting your boat deals and, and, you know, everything that goes into it. Um, your finances, your budgeting, it's, it's all like running your own business. And that was, that really slapped me in the face. But, um, you know, that and just the coming home from work and having to go organize the boat before an event, you know, spend five hours in the boat when I've been working all day and hadn't seen my little boy and my wife. (laughs) And, you know, there, it definitely, it's been taxing to, to work full time and make sure that I'm taking care of my family and my profession Um, at the same time as giving 100% to a professional fishing dream that I've uh, getting to live, it's, it's been taxing for sure, but something like what just happened Sunday, you know, makes it all well worth it all the, all the time and the, the, you know, the missed family time and all that stuff. That's, uh, um, you know, it's, it's paying off now is the best way I can put it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. David. Hey, Jimmy, so last year, on your first year on the uh, pro circuit, uh, you, you fished a super tournament on the uh, Mississippi River as well. Did you take or not use any information from last year that helped you to do well this year?
1: What the biggest factor that helped me there was learning how to just basic navigation on that river because last year the river was at right around six foot. Uh, stage level and this year it was it it actually bottomed out around four and a half so it navigation was treacherous to say the least with all the sandbars and running hazards and wing dams and and things of that nature up there but to have two days of practice for this title this year had i not been there last year and at least learned how to navigate from from the top to the bottom of pool eight um i would have spent so much time idling and i would have never been able to cover the water i did i covered And 15 hours on the water for two days in a row, but 30 hours cumulatively for practice, I literally covered what I felt like was the entire pool eight. I mean, there's there's miles and miles and miles of backwater sloughs, so you're never going to – I don't think you'd cover it all in a lifetime, but I got to sample the entire pool, in my opinion. And then I was able to take little bits and pieces of what I sampled throughout that practice and try to build on those during the event. So that's the, the navigation, and that saving me the time and helping me practice efficiently is really what benefited me from last year's event. As far as catching fish, um, the place that I caught them last year and, and really relied on was grown up and and had changed where you couldn't even access it this year. But the navigation was key. Okay. Now, were baits the same more or less?
3: I mean, it's the same. I don't know, like like. Like, this year, it seems like, you know, it's a junk fisherman's dream, but, you know, a lot of guys were, you know, throwing frogs and other stuff. Same stuff though last year and this year as it was last year that you were throwing? You
1: know, the buzz bait that I caught fish on this past week was uh, what I caught my my limit on on day two of last year's event. Uh, and then the, the rest of like you said, a junk fisherman's dream was really just fishing the conditions and what I had confidence in, but... The buzz bait definitely applied and I went into this event with confidence on the buzz bait and I, it helped me cover water and practice and fine fish and uh I caught a few really key uh upgrade fish on especially days one and two of the event uh, on that same buzz bait
3: did, did the fog delay affect you at all I think I think the um I know run I think was affected by the fog but I don't know if the uh, your second day was affected by, but did the fog affect your mentality or your uh, approach to the days that fog did affect your days?
1: It almost did. It it almost totally spun me out and sent me down the wrong road. Um, I, I was getting a limit and, and having a, a, a great morning. At least I did on, on day one of group a on, on top fishing and walking bait a popper Z um, the buzz bait and catching a lot of numbers. Well, when we got cut loose at 9 a.m. and the sun is already burning high, all that went away. We had no wind, and I tried to press that top water height for about an hour, and I finally just had an epiphany of, look, man, you're going down a, a bad road. You're, you're, you're not taking the signs that you're being given, which is not getting bit. So I end up pulling. I had 16 rods on the deck for day two because things were so off the wall and I had so many baits tied on. Well, I pushed all those aside and dug in the rod box and pulled out a shaky head that I had no intentions on using and ended up catching my limit, catching a three and a half pounder on it. Um, so the, the short answer is absolutely, it, it almost spun me out, but thank God I, I had that moment where I got back on track and adjusted to the, to the conditions at hand.
2: I mean, let's talk about Championship Day real quick. And I mean, I I, I turned it on. I had live on, you know, off and on throughout the day, and 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 was watching it and whatnot. But um, I mean, I think when I turned it on, you probably had um, 14, 15 pounds, and um, you just had this confidence level going, man. I mean, it wasn't cocky. It was just like, you know, if 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 they're gonna if they're gonna win, they're gonna have to beat me. I think I heard you you say that a time or two. I mean, obviously, you you know, you had a good limit in the boat, but, I mean, did you feel like you could get to 17, 18 pounds that day?
1: You know, when I left that place on the afternoon before, after I caught the two kickers there, you know, back-to-back, the camera boat had just pulled up and actually uh, got – footage of my four and a quarter pounder the last cast i made on that place and as i was leaving them told my marshal and you could you could vaguely hear it i said there's an 18 pound bag there oh so when i said that i almost almost thought you know i, I thought to myself for a second wow i probably just sounded dumb because <laughs> an 18 pound bag doesn't exist on this river but um to go back and 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 you know miss that by one ounce was was incredible but I, I knew that it was something special I knew that anytime you had fish grouped up by size that were that large uh, you know in across Wisconsin that you had really a special place they're eating big shad I said it reminded me of uh, the Tennessee River you know seeing mm-hmm. gigantic shad jump out of the water and big fish trying to eat them so um, I definitely knew it was special and I almost thought I sounded dumb when I said eighteen pounds, and then I, lo and behold, I ended up catching that off of it.
2: So you've got that in the live well. At what point do you think? You know, this is I probably I'm probably gonna take that belt home. Did you ever have that thought on the water, or are coming back in to, you know, to weigh I, in?
1: I, I, that that thought slowly grew and grew and grew throughout the day. And I kept putting it out of my mind saying, don't get content. I've, I've had moments in my career where a moment where I almost made the All-American when I fished as a boater on the BFLs. I've had uh, opportunities to, to maybe have won a Toyota Series event before this year. Uh, just a lot of opportunities where I would get content, that, you know, maybe have a great start to the day and then just get content and go through the motions. So uh, that kept coming back to me. And I'd put it out of my mind and say, all that matters is the next fish, the next bite, the next cast. And, but I would catch that next one and it would upgrade a half pound, a pound. And then that thought would come back and I'd put it out again. But <laughs> I told, I told my cameraman when I had, uh, had a solid limit 14 plus, and I caught uh, a fish that was about three and a quarter, or I'm sorry, three and three quarter pounds. And he, he got me if, if you happen to watch the live coverage or it'll it'll be on the show in October when it airs it, it's really cool to watch but fish got me on on finesse tackle light line got me around something wood rock it was it was something hard and I had a tug of war match with him for two or three minutes he was seesawing the line I just knew it was going to break I ended up getting that fish out getting him in the net almost had a heart attack <laughs> but when I caught when I caught that fish I went up to about sixteen pounds. I told my cameraman, I said, that might do it, but if I can catch a four pounder, it's game over. Well, about an hour later, I knew we had a Solner, uh table, you know, a major feed coming right. in that afternoon. That's something I've always lived by. And I said, well, this deep water access, a, a, a sure enough kicker is going to pull up here in the next hour. And lo and behold, an hour later, I catch a four and a quarter. I culled a fish that was about two and three quarter, jumped up a pound and a half, and I knew. I knew I had seventeen plus, um, and I. That's when I said, you know, all the all the negative things started coming to mind. Like, well, you're <laughs> you're on a treacherous river. There's a ton of boat traffic. You could break down. You could, you know, spin a hub. All these terrible things started coming to mind about what could happen. And it's one one fifteen, one thirty, and I finally said. If somebody beats me today, they have gum earned it. Yep. So I'm going back to check in, and I'm going to power pole down where I can say, "Hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm checked in, and I'm going to, uh, you know, make a few casts and just wait on the checkpoint." So um, at that point in time, like I said, I I knew I could lay down at night and and sleep well if I got beat, knowing that I did the very best I could.
2: Well, your ears were probably burning a little bit about twelve thirty five. Central Time on Sunday because I'm watching live. I'm going to rope my wife. We're running some errands, doing some things, and I got it on on the phone, and we're listening to it and watching it. And you, you know, you 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 have calmed down, right? And you go into a little sponsor deal. You're talking about you know gloves and a few different things, and you're thinking people. And in the back of my mind, I'm, I've been in this business twenty years, Jimmy. So in the back of my mind, I'm going just fish, son. Just fish. Just just shut up, and fish. <laughs> just, just. I'm, just. I'm just. I'm saying this, and my wife's looking at me. and She goes, "What are you thinking?" I said, "He just needs to fish." And you know, we don't have favorites, but but by God, I'm pulling for you, son. You're coming to Tennessee. I mean, I spent 13 <laughs> years in Memphis. I'm pulling for you, damn it. So I'm like, just fish. Just, just, just keep on fishing. And you turn, and you caught. You know, you caught one. that caught. I'm like, okay, just, just, just keep fishing. You got two hours. Just keep fishing you, you got plenty of time to think folks just keep and that's just me cheerleading <laughs> from you know 12 hours away 15 hours away whatever it is but i'm just it was just kind of funny and then you caught you caught those and then we saw them on live and i'm like you and, and you said it i mean you're like you know if, if they beat you today they they dig earned it because that's you had a heck of a day so for sure
1: yes sir yeah that that to get anywhere over 17 is just it's so unlikely with a 200 boat field on that fishery, you know, much less 10 guys, even though they're some of the best in the world. So, um I, I was very confident going into weigh-in. We'll say that. Good,
3: David. So, Jimmy, so I was there at the weigh-in to, to, to see all happen, but so, but they weigh you guys, you know, from I guess the placement from uh, where you guys place on knockout round, and so Zach Burge weighs a pretty good bag, and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're probably like, yeah, that's I got that one beat, but Bobby Lane comes in with 16-12. Did you think twice while you were waiting? Because you waited after Bobby. Did you think twice that you had the weight to beat him, or were you like, "No, I'm still good"? At that point,
1: absolutely. I thought twice. I I <laughs> started wondering. Well, what if my scales a little bit off? <laughs> what if What if I had a couple of fish throw up big shad in the live well because I I'd seen them, you know, feeding on six and seven inch shad. That could that could account for a tremendous amount of weight, and I'm I'm sitting here thinking there this could this could be an absolute disaster i've i've almost like uh just you know strolled up here thinking i've got it one and everybody's interviewing me and 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 you know i'm getting the vibe that maybe i've i've just got this wrapped up and bobby lane drops the biggest bag of the event right in front of me and Loved Bobby to death, but he was sandbagging a little bit in the bag line. So it was a total shock. I had no idea that he had anywhere near that. Uh, so absolutely. I mean, the, the tension rose right there. And even when, when Chris Jones, when we got all five fish in the bag, when I weighed in and Chris Jones hit the button, I was afraid to look at the screen. I had to look away. And when I heard him say 17, uh, I didn't care what came after that because I knew I had it from that point on.
2: That's, that's incredible. Absolutely incredible, brother. Sure. So, well, but I know you're working. I know. I'm sorry. Kenneth. You always do this to me, Kenneth. I'm about to get him back to working. What's the question? Sorry. Why, why don't you unmute? Unmute real quick. Sorry. I don't know when you're going to try to finish. So, no, my fat. But, Go ahead. But look,
0: look, Jimmy's not done. Jimmy's had a great year. He's yes. not done by no means. He still has a Toyota Championship tournament to finish. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: There's
0: another potential $200,000 paycheck Absolutely. waiting for him.
1: Yes, sir, and it happens to be on a pond that I've fished a little bit at Pickwick, which probably is going to make it more difficult for me to find success. You know how fishing history can hinder you, but, um, man, I, you know, all the burden is off on that one, and it'll just be fun to go fishing, and I'll have some family there. It's close to home, and that'll really be a fun one.
0: That'll be awesome. I don't know. Something tells me uh, Pickwick in the fall. I think maybe a local advantage might help you.
1: It could, it, you know, it gets really tricky and just having confidence in some little sneaky holes that might have, you know, one or two big ones on them. Um, it, it could help for sure, but it, it, bass fishing is one of the hardest things to predict and, and, uh, you know, try to gauge. So who knows, who knows, hopefully I can just go into it open-minded and fish free, like I like to do. And, uh, we'll have fun either way.
2: There you go. All right. Last
3: question, David. Only not fishing related, what's your favorite flavor of donut? What's your donut choice?
1: What? what? You know, what? Uh, what? as a deputy sheriff, I've, I'm a, a, certainly a connoisseur of donuts and coffee, but <laughs> um, definitely a chocolate eclair would be my favorite.
2: Timmy, I'm, I'm sorry for uh for my co-host here I, I can't you know you just no
1: problem that's, you, you that's just can't no, get, no offense taken whatsoever i just hope he never speeds through <laughs> tipton
2: county <laughs> i'll make sure he does sometime i'll make sure you're working and we'll make sure he speeds through tipton county and uh and you yep, can yep. uh you, you can i'll, I'll call you ahead of time and warn you that <laughs> exactly Exactly. So perfect.
1: We'll get him back for that one.
2: <laughs> well, brother, thanks for all you do for Tipton County, and uh, thanks for all you do for in the bass fishing world. Congratulations on the win. Stupid proud of you. Very excited for you and your family. And I have a feeling, and I, I know we talked to you as a rookie, but I have a feeling this won't be the last time we have you on this show.
1: Sure. Hope you're right, and uh, I'm gonna, you know, continue to work hard and strive to make sure that I get. Back on the Anglers Channel, and I can't thank y'all enough for the time and the opportunity and what y'all do. So, thank you very much, and we hope to talk soon.
2: Thanks, buddy. Be safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Bye. See you, guys. There he is, Jimmy Washam, in his patrol car, working the night. He did tell me though that he had permission from his sergeant from his from his captain to take our call and do. It. But he said, "Listen, if and and you, I'll, I'll, I'll take it out." At one point in this conversation he said stop I've got a call I got to take and he had to answer his radio so but uh class that guy right there um I'm excited for him and I tell you what I'm sure that sponsor that bailed on at the beginning of the season they're uh they're a little you know you can't determine they can't you can't predict that but yeah they're uh they're sorry they missed out on that opportunity I'm sure so for sure uh, just like you said, he put his head down, and went to work, and it's turned out to be a really good season for him. It really has. It really has. So, with us a quick little break, when we come back. We'll get this show wrapped up right here on the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast.
0: I feel like Isochill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time, and most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off, and I don't feel like I get that same fatigue, and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, Isochill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay
2: on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping,
1: hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment for the best manufacturers in the country and around the world.
2: We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations.
1: Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care
2: who's looking, I always tie one on.
1: Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man, join the Stray King team. All you gotta do, tie one on.
2: (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Welcome back folks, Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, time for the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap up brought to you by Under Armour Apparel. UA Fish makers of Iso-Chill, stay cool and comfortable and on the water longer this summer. With Under Armour Iso-Chill. Who made a who made a Iso-Chill post this week or last week? Was that UKG? Somebody did. I saw it was it was pretty good. Um, shared it. It was anyway. Check them out ua um i thought maybe was it, was it you david somebody made a a, a, a ua fish post but, maybe uh, you it's shared one I it's yeah it's all <laughs> listen after after looking through some of the news and notes i looked through this week it's all a blur to me i promise you that so all right, David, right let's go back to week two because we missed a few didn't have a few and i think i was still not feeling good so go back to week two and we'll uh we'll roll through some of those
3: all right, so yep, so we've got some catching up to do, but uh, so far uh, we don't have the National Bass West event that took place on the 13th on Castaic Lake, but we do have the BFL Ohio River on Tanners Creek event, and winning that event, which is they had two days, but we're going with the Saturday, which was the 14th event. Uh, results which was won by Chris Wilkinson with five fish that totaled a whopping nine pounds and eight ounces yep yeah,
2: that's uh it was a big bag big bag for the High river David Rose grabbed that one with eight pounds 12 ounces in the you pick em contest and another David David Zhang with eight Ooh. pounds one ounce grabs the AC uh, point there so
3: all right next up. Uh, for week two was the Media Bass and the mobile Delta, which we're still waiting on the results for. Yep. So we move on to the NBAA event on Lake Verrett. And with that one, the winning weight was 11.55, caught by the team of Skip Rayburn and Granger Samaha. Sameha, but 11.55.
2: You know, and here's the funny thing about it. Amongst the thousands of people that play this You Pick'em game every week— I can tell you this right now, none of us in the AC, you pick them, or AC group, none of us, we were all over, every one of hmm. us, right? So we had 11.55, of Rayburn and Samaha, and then, you know, it's closest without going over for this deal. There was zero winners, zero. Everybody was 11.60 and higher on this wow. deal. Yep. Not a single winner from all the entries this week for that event. So y'all gave it up. Matt Lazenby won one, what, a month or two ago with a single pound, right? I'm going to start guessing a pound now, I guess, on some of these. But everybody was over. No winners on Vernet, So, sorry. All right, moving on.
3: And the last one for week two was the U.S. Anglers Choice event on the I forget because even though it's just a state south, I don't know if it's the D- Dust Plains or the D- Plains. Yep. But uh, the river out in uh, Illinois there. And the team of Nathan Romando and Jake Begler caught 1627 with a 5.04 big bass to take the win there.
2: And uh, Brian Pritchett grabs the You Pick'em win with 1611. And, uh, oh, what's her name out there in uh, North Carolina? She grabs the AC point at 13 pounds, 10 ounces. So.
3: All right. So with that, we well, do we want to just keep going, right? Or we're we'll just going to yeah, okay. keep on rolling. Yeah, we're going to so. keep on rolling. So we'll go to week three, um, which was won by uh, – so we go to the title event, which is on the Mississippi River, which is won by our guest of tonight, which was uh, Jimmy Walsham with a 5.0. Five- Bass limit of 17 pounds and 15 ounces. Because we were just picking final
2: day, right? Yep. And I believe if you read the instructions, the instructions said final day. Right? And again, amongst the thousands of people that play this game every single week, okay? Everybody but one guessed, read it right, and guessed. The final day, okay? Henry Engler won the AC U-Pick'em for that event, or was the U-Pick'em winner for that event, with 17 pounds, 12 ounces. Young David Zhang, with 14 pounds and an ounce, grabs the AC win, the AC pick, right point. But Michelle likes it.
1: Never give up! Never give up!
2: It's the damn Mississippi River out of lacrosse. You just heard the man say 17 pounds, 15 ounces is a mega bag on lacrosse. So why in God's name you thought it would take 63 pounds, 10 ounces to win the final day tells me you're not reading the point. You're not reading the instructions.
0: Well, you know, it's very possible she just got confused because of what, what type tournament it was. You know, well, with this split, split, you know, and all that stuff, you know, I, she may have just assumed that it was a every legal catch count still.
2: She may have. You're right. You're right. So the voice of reason every week right here, Kenneth Grover. Go ahead, David. But, but you did say she's the only one. She's the so only I- one. She's the only one that went crazy with the number. Everybody else was close. David. See, I, I,
3: the only thing, excuses, she might have, you know, she's not here to defend no, herself. No, 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 no. If she was to have said that, you know, because, you know, last year the, the title event was, you know, BPT format, which was you weigh and keep every single fish, every catchable, scoreable fish weighs. So uh, maybe she missed the memo on the five fish deal. But. We've
2: been having this conversation in text for like <laughs> three weeks. We're all on a group chat. We've all been talking about it. She knows. It's okay. It's okay. She knows. May have been a few too many white balls. Yeah, I'm sure there were. So, All right, what's next?
3: All right, next up, the TNPFL event, which was on Lake Winnebago for stop number five. And the winner of that event was Buck Mallory. He caught 42 pounds and 10 ounces over three days of fishing.
2: All right. Uh, Buck Mallory, 42-10. Michael Hunt with 38-9 grabs the win. And uh, we were all over, boys and girls. All over. Too high. Wow. So, no winner for us.
3: All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess we'll, with that, I guess bad news or whatever, I don't know, but it looks like the Great Lakes Prairie du Chien event, the BFL there, that didn't happen. So, we'll scratch that one off the list there and – up next is the Collins Bass for Cash event on the is it the Chowan River? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I say that right. Chowan, but... yep, I go with that. Okay, all right. But uh, that was won by the team of Mike Layton and Justice Bobbitt with a total of twenty two thirty two, with a eight ninety four big fish as well. But 2232 yeah, took in there.
2: That's that's pretty good for uh for for mid August. Jay Holcomb. Twenty-one fifty-three for the uh, for the U Pickle and win, and then I had eighteen twenty-five for the AC you Pick Pickle win. So I'll grab that point. All right, Angler's choice on Rend Lake.
3: Yep. So going back to Illinois again for the English choice event here, but the team of Travis Graham and Robert Hawkins, fourteen eighty-six took the win there, and I think that Big Bass too with a five twenty-nine, but fourteen eighty-six for the W.
2: Mr. John Patria with 1475 grabs the U pick'em points. And then David again coming in strong with a big week this week. 1412 for the ACU pick'em. So if you're scoring from home, I've got three. Michelle's got three. David has four, the leader going into the final week in August. And did you receive a package today by any chance? There it is I knew it was coming but <laughs> it's put a little coat on or something. I'm sure it's cold up there so uh,
3: it's it's just right you know it, it's it's feeling it. it it doesn't like that super hot muggy uh, 90 100 degree weather you guys have it likes this 80 degree 90 degrees we have up right
2: now. you know what you know what Kenneth I'm concerned about this thing is is it's starting to get a little bit tarnished a lot of fingers touching this thing now right? I mean, before it was just dust at your place or dust at my place. There's a lot of fingers touching this thing. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, you and know, made a mistake by by giving AC up too, too easy. We did. Yeah, we got to work a but little it, harder. It, so. But it sounds like David's trying to keep AC. It
2: sounds like it. He's having a pretty good run this month, that's for sure. So uh, coming up, the final week of August, MLF Toyota Series on the St. Lawrence. Um, that's a pound-and-ounce event. Cash and Rods Tour on Cayuga, that's a pounds and hundreds. Joe Bass on Palme de Terre, another pounds and hundreds, please. And ABA AFT D126 on Stockton, same pounds and hundreds. And then one more Joe Bass on Truman. All of these are, well, sorry, the Toyota event is a three-day event. The rest are all single-day events. Um, So get your picks in by midnight Wednesday, the 25th? Yes, sir. I'm
3: assuming since we didn't talk about it, no one guessed the... Oh, I was getting there. I was getting okay.
2: there. I was okay. getting there. Because we had a bonus. We, we did have a bonus award. Um, if you guessed the winner of the pro circuit or the title, you would get a bonus of three points, right? Um, David, you and Michelle... Picked Burge, Zach Burge, right? Mm hmm. Zach Burge had a grand total of 12 people. He was the highest pick angler. He was, uh, he, he had the most votes so far of all the list. He was 12. I picked Jacopo uh, or Jacopo Galilei. He had five votes. Mike O'Neill had seven. Casey Ashley, six. Looks like Jacopo, five. Lucas Lane and Skeet had four. Avena had three. They must have been family. I don't know who the hell would pick that. Uh, Burkhoff had two, and there David was Wheeler must listen. He may. You're right. You're very well. It was. It was. That's it was. It was Wheeler, Connell, and MDJ. That's who picked him right there. All three <laughs> of them picked him, um, and lots of folks picked. You know, had you know had a single vote in there for uh, just about you know everybody, but Jimmy Washam. Nobody picked Jimmy Washam, so there was no bonus point given at any point in time through, uh, you know, through this deal. So better luck next time. But it was still a fun little deal to have a little bonus point going there. So it gave everybody a little hope, didn't it, David?
3: Yeah, if they would have nailed it, it probably could have sealed the deal too, depending on who it was.
2: And very well, it could have. You're right. You're right. So, uh, guys, make sure you get your picks in Uh, for this week's You Pick'Em. Wednesday night, August 25th by midnight Central, uh, get your picks in. That includes you, Mr. Grover. There's still a chance. Um, so just saying. You want to go ahead and do your picks now? And we'll just key them in for you on our own, or are you good? No, no I'll, You'll I'll put do them a in research. Okay, good, good, good. All right, so a little, little news and notes, real quick, brought to you by Humber Electronics, ben Kota Total Motors, Talon, and Raptor Shallow Water Anchors. Um, Bassmaster Go Outside Giveaway. Got a uh, sweepstakes going on. Winner will be outfitted with everything they need for an adventure, including a 2021 Toyota 4Runner with an off-road premium package, a large big green egg, a grizzly cooler, a year of dog food from Yukonuba, and a $500 AFCO gift card. Sweepstakes runs through October 18th, so make sure you get uh, signed up for that. GoOutside.com/sweeps. Make sure you get signed up for that. Good friend of mine is running that show. Over there Go Outside, and they do a great job. A lot of cool content. They just kicked it up back before the classic, so a lot of cool content there. Make sure you check that out. <clears throat> um, let's see. New episodes of Strike Kings, Kings of Bass. TV is on their YouTube channel. Just do a search for King of, Kings of Bass, and you'll find that. Um, Ray Scott turns 88 years old today. How about that? Big Bass Boss has a big birthday uh, Aaron Martin's has a birthday. Don't know how old he is. David, you know how old Amart is.
3: My, I don't know exactly, but it seems like a late forties guy. Probably. Let
2: me let me just say that we're just happy A. still having birthdays. How about yep. that? We'll, we'll we'll put it that way. Um, Jacob Zona and Neil Van de Bison win the BPS US Open Team qualifier on Saint Clair. I cannot find any results for it. Or weights anyway, they keep saying results coming. So even Bass Pro can't get their stuff up fast enough. One on a Strike King Little company Z two kg. So don't overlook the old the old baits. They're still good. So it's kind of a familiar last name. It is. It is. That is a uh, a Mark Zona offspring. Is what that is. Go ahead, David.
3: So, do you think they were fishing out of their own boat, or was that a black nitro <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure
2: it was Neil's, and I'm sure Neil has bought a, a boat from Zona, if I had to guess, but I, I don't know that for sure. And then one of our favorites here on the show, uh, Mr. Boyd Duckett wins the 2021 Ray Scott Trailblazer Award in the Legends of the Outdoors Hall of Fame. Gary Mason presented that to him, so congratulations, Boyd. Almost said something else. Congratulations, Boyd. I'm sure your brother Dick will be all over that one here in, in, a, in a heartbeat. So, um, David posted a pretty good question to me over the weekend. Um, Kenneth, and I'm going to pitch it out to you. He may, he may have put it in, in our little group check. I'm not sure. But um, given the types of tournaments that have been going on lately, the formats, which format do you prefer? We've got the pro circuit, which is normally a four-day – Everybody fishes two. They cut down to 60 for day three and then 10 for the final day. Bass Pro Tour, it changes every year, so I'm not going to comment. Uh, Elite Series, you know, four days, or 100, 100 guys fished, and it cuts to 50 then to 10. Opens in Toyotas, two, two days that are full, full field, and then top 10 the final two days and then the TNPFL is a 3-day full field event of 100 and what eight guys I believe 110 guys this year uh trying to get to 125 so um I don't know what what format do you prefer Kenneth or does it matter
0: um I'm I'm more of a there's a format that I really like dislike a lot I, I'm I still have an issue when we
2: have the anglers split up in groups and they don't all fish every day why, why Why? is that? Why do you have an issue with that? Because I have an issue with it too, but it's my own opinion. What's your issue with it?
0: Well, it's it's. Just, first off you're not, the guys aren't comparing themselves against the full field each day that they're fishing. The other thing is it's unnecessarily dragging the tournament out. Now I understand why they do it. They've got officials in the boat. It's, it's a tremendous added expense that they do with this format that we've talked about ever since they've started, but they just simply can't let them all fish because it would, sure. even, it would cost even more money. I understand why they do it, sure. but I, I, I absolutely hate it. The day off in between for one group and another group fishing, I just I don't like it at all.
2: Well, it's it's always, if you watch circuits that the full field fishes the first two days, a lot of guys are setting their fishing spots day one. And you hear guys say, well, I, I was going to go in there, but I know so-and-so was there yesterday. I'm sure he's going to come back. Or There's a lot of that that goes on. Guys really kind of set their parameters of where they're going to be days one and two. We, well, I saw it a lot on Pickwick here this year with the elites, you know, uh, guys that were fishing that island that, that Lohan was catching fish on before all the, all the water went away and he had one side. Polanik had an end. Uh, Johnson was on the other end, and so and they just kind of they kind of had their 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 pieces of that pie set aside. Well, so they yeah. were able to respect the other anglers because they knew what was going on. That's the word I was looking for: respect. Sorry, I lost that. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. No, you're right. So, so we don't. So you don't like the you don't like the groups. I get that. Okay. Even with the five fish format we just had in the title yeah i don't like
0: the groups at all just uh, i'm i'm when i when i see that it's different groups i'm done
2: (laughs) that's not hold back okay i like it i like it all right
3: david how about you so i guess the way how i phrased it in our text was that if i was fishing it i i I prefer the i like the tnpfl uh, format only because of the fact that I know I'm guaranteed to fish all three days. and I'm one of those guys where I guess, you know, I, I want to be optimistic. So like, I think that, you know, you never know, you're always in the hunt as mm-hmm. long as you don't screw yourself up too bad. The, one of those two days. So, um, as an angler, I, I think you get the best bang. And I, like I said, in our text, but I think logistically, I know, Hey, I'm, I'm staying here. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm for sure from here to this day, to that date, I'm not going to leave any earlier because, you know, I sucked it up or whatever. But, um, but as, uh, you're talking from a viewer standpoint um i don't know i think it's just everyone's kind of i guess you're used to the same old same old so i, I i'm used to that but I, I do admit though i did ask a particular angler um uh this past weekend if they preferred the catch all you can weigh in format versus the five fish format and they did admit that they liked the five fish format because, oh, I'm not saying it was better, but they did like fishing that five fish format again because it was less stressful.
2: Okay. I like it. I like it.
0: Yes, sir. I, I will say this based on what what David said. I, I do think, you know, the, the, the cut field size, it's different if it's a 200-plus boat field mm-hmm. as opposed to a 100-boat field. Right obviously a turner boat field yes it needs to be cut there should not be that many boats you know probably past the second day but when it's around a hundred or less i don't know that it's that it's as big of a deal okay all right
3: so i was sorry i was going to add that so i forgot cause talking about this whole cut thing the one thing i guess i didn't i don't really like about the whole field cut thing in general as a as a viewer is the because um, you know a lot of these guys regardless of whatever league that they fish and they Work together and stuff like that, and uh, we've seen in the past where sometimes you know some guys don't fish certain spots, and then their buddy, you know, doesn't uh, make it. So he's like, "Hey, you know what? I've been catching, or I found this on this spot. Why don't you go fish that spot?" And then, um, I don't know, as a, I don't know, I guess in a way, I know it's part of the it's part of the game, but in terms of if I'm looking at pure angling skill or that over the overall way of how they pick stuff apart, uh, it does kind of like mess that part up.
2: Okay, I got you. I, personally, I'm a fan of the uh, full field fishes two days, then it cuts down because it, it's kind of a tournament within a tournament, right? But I like the I like the weight continuing to you know to add up over the course of the uh, of the four days because I mean you get a guy that I mean he's he may whack him on day one and you know like um, uh, Kufa on Gunnersfall, right? I mean had. Couple big big days one and two and then it made everybody else gun for him and I you know if I'm having a a good couple days and I want to be able to take all I can and 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 do that but that's just you know kind of that's just my opinion I you know everything starting over day after day I feel like what I've done to get there you know you, you obviously you're gonna have to strategize a little different and you're gonna have to look at things a little differently I think just from the standpoint of strategy and whatnot but. Um, I don't know, a little little different deal. I do have, however, a little crow to eat on, on the subject, a little bit. And that pertains to the Bass Pro Tour. On the show last week or maybe two weeks ago, I talked about the guys that win their groups. Um usually don't do very well when it comes to championship round, right? And so I went back and yes, I, I did I did the stats because I don't know why, but I did. Uh looking back in twenty nineteen, you had um one time, one time uh, on the BPT that a winner of a group um, actually won the event. But now this was, I think, the impressive thing about it, not the winner, but the impressive thing was is this person had to fish every day, um, you know, both group days and then the knockout round because this was before they put in the rule that the group winner moves on to the championship round directly, right? So uh, Jacob Wheeler won his group in Stage Seven, and for some odd reason, they don't list the lakes anymore in the results. So I, it is what it is. Stage Seven in twenty nineteen, Wheeler won his group, and then went on to win the actual tournament as a whole. That was the only time in twenty nineteen that it happened. Turn around and twenty twenty, I believe did, is twenty twenty when you got the automatic pass to the championship round. Yep. So, although it was only a shortened season from 2020, uh, Wheeler, again, stage one, he was in group B. He won his group, moved on to the championship round, and um, ended up winning that one as well. I don't know where it was. I'm assuming Florida. But uh, ended up winning that event as well. So, only once did it happen in 2019 and in 2020. Now, how many times in 2021 – Has it happened? David, any guesses? Only once the first two years. So, stage one of this year, uh, Defoe wins Group A, moves on to win the actual event for the year. So, uh, another stage one win there. Now, KVD on stage four on Chickamauga, he didn't win his group, but he won the knockout round. And he ended up winning the tournament as well. So he, he won back-to-back days there. So that kind of counts, but not really. But then stage five of this year so far, Wheeler won his group, Group A, and then went on to win the actual events. Um, and then that, that, that kicked off his back-to-back deal. He did not win his group in stage six. He was third in Group B. But he did win the knockout round and won the the championship round on stage six. So there's a little more useless bass fishing statistics for you if anybody ever asked. But I do have to eat some croaks. I said they don't normally do well, and turns out they do better than I thought they did. So any comments from the peanut gallery here? Well, you just
0: talked about some events that they don't all fish together. So I, I,
2: you know, I, I was done. <laughs> All right, there we go, there we go. So, uh, did we learn anything this week, boys? David,
3: it wasn't anything, anything new. Just more reaffirming that, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I just want to have more toys, and or my mind wanders and thinks about more toys. I should probably add to my collection and stuff that I don't know how to use right right away. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: learn to use what you got. You'll be okay. So, <laughs> KG, how about you? Uh, I learned all kinds of things this week, but not necessarily worth talking about. Okay.
0: All right. That makes but it two will, I will. I will tell you this.
2: Um, I'm going to be on the lake this weekend. Yeah. Me too. Somewhere, somehow, some way. I will be doing the same. So that's for sure. I learned um, – <clears throat> I don't know what I learned. I, all I know is I'm still trying to figure out what I said or didn't say during that two-hour time of total, complete blackoutness that uh, from the time I had surgery to the time I got home – And woke up because I'm really not sure what I said. And every now and again, my wife will say something to me. So, I'm sure your wife is not going to reveal what she has. She's going to wait until she she needs it. She is. She is. I got backup, though. I got backup, so I uh, trust me two can play that game pretty pretty easy. So for sure. So, uh, well, folks, thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Angler Channel Insider podcast. We do appreciate you for, appreciate you for listening. David, do we have a number for our two hundred show? Do we have a te- we did not have a fifth texture yet for last week. Wow, do we really? have a? Yeah, we're close. I can't tell you how close, but do we have a, a number for a texture this week?
3: So sure, uh, since five was asking a little too much for last week, I'll go with three, right in the middle. Three?
2: three. Okay. All right. Go with three. Um, we'll go with three for that. And like I said, we are still looking for a couple, one or two more folks to join us on the uh, open mic night for the uh, 200 episode next Tuesday evening. Uh, just send us a text via the X-Zone Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. 256-535-3217. Just shoot us a text and say, I want to be on the show, and we'll set a time up and we'll, we'll make it happen. So uh, make sure you do that. With that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, your title champ, Mr. Jimmy Washam for David Jean, Ken's Grover. I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. But that PFD Young, connect that kill switch bucket up tight. We'll see you next week. Don't take it personally.
1: Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.